Welcome to your classical story time. I'm Scott with a story called The Elephant's Child, featuring traditional Indian classical music performed by Ranu Majumdar and Ajit Patak. Long, long ago, in far off times, the elephant had no trunk. Instead, he had a bulgy nose as big as a boot. He could wiggle it, but he couldn't pick things up with it. And that's just the way it was. Until one elephant, a new elephant, an elephant's child came along. Full of insatiable curiosity, he asked so many questions. Empty ostrich, why do your tail feathers grow like that? Uncle Giraffe, what makes your skid so spotty? Big Ant Hippo, why are your eyes so red? Hairy Uncle Baboon, why do melons taste like they do? And so on. His aunts and uncles and all his elephant family were exasperated by his endless questions and scolded him constantly. But still, he was curious, and he just had to ask about everything he saw or heard or felt or smelt or touched, no matter how mad everyone got. One day, he asked, What does the crocodile have for dinner? The aunties and uncle and elephant family all said together, Hush! So he went to the Colo Colo bird and asked, What does the crocodile have for dinner? Colo Colo said, Go to the bank of the great gray, green, greasy Limpopo River and find out. And so the next day, the elephant's child packed 300 pounds of bananas and melons and sugarcane and told his family, I'm going to the great, gray, green, greasy Limpopo River to find out what the crocodile has for dinner. They all scolded him out of habit, but also wished him luck. Bye. See ya. Don't forget your toothbrush. Good luck. He walked and walked and walked, eating bananas and melons and sugarcane, dropping the rinds and peels as he went because he couldn't pick them up. Finally, he came to the great gray-green, greasy Limpopo River, where he came across a log floating near the river's edge. Well, he thought it was a log, until it winked at him. It was the crocodile, but the elephant's child didn't know that yet. Excuse me, said the elephant's child most politely. Have you seen a crocodile in these parts? The crocodile said, I am the crocodile. Why do you ask? Oh, I've been looking for you for days. Will you please tell me what you have for dinner? Come a little bit closer, little one, and I'll whisper it to you. And so the elephant's child knelt down at the riverbank until he was eye to eye with the crocodile. What do I eat for dinner, you ask? He grabbed the elephant's child by his little boot-shaped snout and said between his teeth, I think today I'll have the elephant's child for dinner. The elephant's child was very annoyed by this and said, Let go! You're hurting me. And he sat back on his little haunches and pulled and pulled and pulled. And his nose began to stretch. The crocodile dug into the muddy bed of the river with his crocodile claws. And he pulled and pulled and pulled. The elephant's child's nose kept on stretching. And he pulled and pulled. And the crocodile pulled and pulled. And with each pull, the elephant's child's nose got longer and longer. And boy, did it hurt. 
The elephant's child felt his legs slipping, and he thought he was done for. But he gave one last mighty yank. The crocodile let go of the elephant's child's nose with a plop that you could hear all up and down the Limpopo. Phew, said the elephant's child. He sat down hard and tried to look at his nose, which, as you know, is tricky to do. It was now very long, like the trunks we see on elephants today, and it was very sore. He wrapped it in cool banana leaves and soaked it in the river, and then he sat back down under the shade of a tree, waiting for it to shrink back to normal. What are you doing that for? said a voice above him. That's right, above him. The elephant's child looked up to find a bicolored python rock snake hanging from a branch. Excuse me, said the elephant's child, but my nose is badly out of shape, but I'm waiting for it to shriek. Then I think you're going to be waiting a very long time, said the bicolored python rock snake. And besides, he added mysteriously, maybe you don't want it to shrink. I don't understand, said the elephant's child. Wait and see. The elephant's child sat there for hours, waiting for his nose to shrink. It did stop hurting after a while, but it never got any shorter. Sometime later, a fly came up and stung him on the shoulder. And before he knew what he was doing, he lifted his trunk and knocked that fly senseless. Advantage number one, said the bicolored python rock snake. You couldn't have done that with your old mere schmear of a nose. Now try to eat something. Without even thinking, the elephant's child reached out with his trunk and grabbed a tuft of grass, brushed it clean against his legs, and stuffed it into his mouth. Advantage number two, said the bicolored python rock snake. You couldn't have done that with your old short blort of a nose. Say, don't you think the sun is very hot here? It is, said the elephant's child, and before he thought what he was doing, he slooped up a sloop of mud from the banks of the great gray-green greasy Limpopo and slapped it on his head, where it made a cool, sloopy, sloshy mud cap all trickly behind his ears. Advantage number three, said the bicolored python rock snake. You could not have done that with your old little biddle of a nose. Thank you, said the elephant's child. I think I'll go home now. And so the elephant's child walked home, frisking and whisking his trunk. When he wanted fruit to eat, he just pulled fruit from a tree, instead of waiting for it to fall like he used to do. When he wanted grass, he plucked grass from the ground, instead of going to his knees like he used to do. When the flies bit him, he broke off a branch of a tree and used it as a fly swatter. And he made himself a new cool, slushy, squashy mudcap whenever the sun was hot. When he felt lonely walking, he sang to himself down his trunk. And the noise was louder than several brass bands. And thanks to his lovely long trunk, he was able to pick up all the melon rinds he had dropped on his way to the Limpopo. This felt good because he was a tidy pachyderm. When he finally arrived home and hollered, Hello! His brothers said, Oh my, what have you done to your nose? I got a new one from the crocodile on the banks of the great gray-green greasy Limpopo River, said the elephant's child. I asked him what he had for dinner, and he gave me this to keep. 
It looks very weird, said his hairy uncle baboon. You think so? I kind of like it, said the elephant's child. Besides, it's very useful. And he picked up his hairy uncle baboon by one hairy leg and dangled him out the window until he hollered, Well, uncle. Then he showed everyone his new fly-swatting, fruit-picking, mud-schlooping, grass-grabbing skills. Ooh, no way! I want one! That is rad. One by one, all his elephant family went themselves to the bank of the great gray green greasy Limpopo River to get their own new noses from the crocodile. When they came back, nobody scolded anybody anymore. And ever since that day, all the elephants you will ever see, and all the ones you won't, have trunks exactly like the trunk of the insatiably curious elephant's child. The End Thanks for listening to your classical story time from American Public Media. Find out more about this story and explore the rest of our library at yourclassical.org.